Hey friends, welcome to the Talk Copy to Me podcast. Here we empower small business owners to step into the spotlight with their marketing and messaging. I'm your host, Erin Alilla. Let's get started and talk copy. Hello, friends. Today, we are here with Kendra Swalls, and you may know her as the founder of the Girl Means Business brand and podcast, but you may not know that she grew up in Waco, Texas, and she used to shop at the Magnolia store with Chip and Joe before they were, quote unquote here, Chip and Joe. So that's exciting. Did you get any good buys at the the Magnolia store? Yeah. So it was so cute. I, it was a little bitty shop. I have a couple little like dish towels I still have that were there for, that I bought from there when they were first kind of opening up. And it's been so funny to see how like this town I grew up in and could not wait to get out of is now like the place everybody wants to go visit. It's insane. Kendra, tell me why Instagram? Like what has Instagram done for your business and why do you like being on the platform? I don't know. I was drawn to it, I think, because it felt very community friendly. And I know a lot of people think of like Facebook as being like the community place because they have all the groups and they have all the things. To me, like Facebook felt too controversial. It felt too, I don't know, too big. Instagram was just kind of this happy place. And coming from a photography background, back when it was very photo heavy, it was like, well, this makes sense because I live and breathe photography and photos. So why would it not make sense for me to be on a platform where photos were kind of the main thing? And so I started off because of that. And then I have just found that I really love the community that I have over on Instagram. Would you say that you use Instagram for both personal and professional use or are you using it solely for your business? Instagram right now is pretty much 100% for my business. Now I do share personal things like in my Instagram stories, but it has a purpose of growing my business still. I work on Instagram the same way. It's technically it is all for business, but I brought that up because you mentioned community and I also feel like there I have a nice little community of people I spend my time with on Instagram and I check in with. Instagram has a unlike some other platforms, maybe Facebook, but I don't think the rest has the this lens of you are showing up professionally, you are showing up in your business, but there is a tinge of a personal business relationship that you can kind of grow in a way that you can't within other networks. Yeah. And I think that like, because I'm really big on building a personal brand where you are the person behind your brand, whether you have a team of people or it's just you as a solo entrepreneur, people connect with people. They don't connect with a logo. They don't connect with a product or a service. They connect with the person, the team, the, the meaning, the purpose, the why behind all of that. And I feel like Instagram gives us the tools for me personally, it's with stories, Instagram stories gives us the tools to be able to create that connection. And I look at Instagram and this may be getting a little further ahead in our conversation, but I look at Instagram and its features as like little communities, little neighborhoods in a community. So you have different purposes for using each of these different features it has. And I look at Instagram stories. It's one of the things I post to the most often. I am on there all the time because that is where I build the connections. That's where the conversations and the DMs are happening because they're responding to something I posted on my story. And like the other day, I I posted about how I woke up in the morning and one of my eyes was like puffy and swollen. I was like, what happened? 
And I had all these people that were messaging me like, oh, try this to see if you can get it to go down. Or it could be an allergy, or maybe you had a bug bite or check your pillow for this. And I'm like, that's the community piece. Right. Because if it were just business, there would be no reason for you to post about that at all. Like I'd be like, you should stop this right now. (laughs) But let's just say this. You're not going to go on um, LinkedIn and talk to them about waking up with a swollen. No. Right. So like, that's why I'm really excited to do all of the different platforms as different shows because so often my clients come to me and, you know, I work with them in a larger copy approach. Like we talk about their entire messaging, even in marketing, even though we're looking at the lens of mostly a website. And I always hear like, oh, I'm so burned out from being on all the social media channels. And I really want to encourage people to like find the place that feels good for you and then show up in that place. It also depends on where your audience is spending their time because I am one of those people who have like FOMO when it comes to the other platforms. Like I look at people who are like super successful on TikTok or LinkedIn or Twitter or YouTube. And I'm like, oh, or pen, you know, all these places. I'm like, I want to be those people. But I have to remember that like I specifically in my business, I am talking to like the mid thirties mom with young kids. Instagram to her feels the same way it does to me. And I've learned that. And so I've been able to say I'm going to save that energy that I would probably put towards spreading myself thin over all these platforms and focus all that energy on this one, you know, adding in Facebook as well, but this one platform that I can like learn inside and out and really have a presence on. If you can't quite decide what you want to commit to, really try to think about where that like ideal audience is and then try, you know, try that place if you don't have a strong like uh, personal preference of what type of content you like to create. Um, But jumping into content that you like to create, when you are creating for your business, do you find that you have a marketing strategy that's really driving the content you put on on Instagram? Or does this like community aspect of Instagram and the content you create there really drive other parts of your marketing? It's kind of 50-50, I would say. I do have a bit of a strategy when it comes to Instagram. Um, Honestly, a lot of it revolves around my podcast, my episodes. So each week I have a new episode and I kind of focus the content around that episode topic. Um, That means like my stories I will share like all throughout the week, I'll kind of touch on things that came up in the episode and point people back to it. I may do other posts or reels related to that topic. And then at the same time, I'm also looking at what are people wanting from me? I'm very big on like asking questions. Like I might even say, I might even go in one day and be like, okay, I've got three different pieces of content I could potentially post today on three different topics. Maybe one is on Instagram strategies, one's on email marketing, and one is on coming up with like a brand something or other, like a branding type topic. And I'll go to my stories and I'll pull my audience and I'll say, hey, what do y'all want to see from me today? And I'll let them kind of pick what I post that day. And then on the other flip side of that is I do look at the analytics and I go, okay, what content on Instagram is my audience really engaging with? And a lot of times it will surprise me. I'll be like, oh, they really, really got into this really random post that I did. And so I will take that and I will expand on it, whether I'll turn it into a podcast episode or I make it a blog post or I create a YouTube video or something or whatever. I kind of go both ways. So I have to be putting the content on Instagram or to get those analytics back. But I also let the analytics help me figure out what to create more of. 
I love that you answered that because when you first started talking, I was like, oh, Erin, remember to ask Kendra if she repurposes. Like, because I heard you say you put a lot of your podcast, which is a great repurposing tool. And I was like, I wonder if she does any repurposing from Instagram outside of Instagram. So you answered my next question already. (laughs) Thank you. This is all star guests here. (laughs) And I will say as far as repurposing goes, um, I mean, it goes both directions for sure. And I definitely use my Instagram to feed into other things too, but I'm also repurposing within the Instagram app. So I'm looking and I'm going, okay, this post that I did six or seven months ago is still my top post for the last year. I'm going to repost it again, especially if I have like a week where I'm like, oh, I don't have a ton of content to put out this week. I'm going to go and repost something because half the time I have new audience members who have never seen it. And I want you to think that like, can you remember what anybody you followed on Instagram posted six months ago? Probably not. So a lot of people are like, oh, I can't repost the same things I've already done because people are going to know it's the same thing. No, they're not. So repurposing from Instagram to other things, other things to Instagram, and then within the app itself, you can be repurposing the content that's already performed well for you. That's a great, great point to add to that. Let's talk about the copy that we write in Instagram because, you know, you're right. Everyone thinks Instagram and they absolutely think visual. And I'm not going to disagree with that. You know, videos and audio are really what's driving everything. But words are still on the platform, right? So like, how do you talk to your clients about um, what to write in captions or how do you approach that yourself in your own business? So it's evolved over time and it's definitely you know, like kind of evolved even more so recently with Instagram sort of making this shift in how they categorize content. And so in the past, it's always been you wanted to have your captions be sort of the meat of the, the content because you want to capture, you want to hook them in with whatever the photo, the video, the reel, whatever. But then you wanted to point them to the, um, the caption. And so your caption was kind of like where you gave them, like you in the in the image, the graphic, you told them what you're going to tell them. And then in the caption, you actually tell them what you're going to tell them. And you also include like a call to action. You know, you want them to do something now with reels and people's attention span is so short. Most of the time they are looking for the meat of it to be in the actual graphic, whether it's a carousel post, they can just kind of swipe through or it's a reel that they can watch really quickly. So for me, the strategy behind my captions has altered a little bit. So I'm still looking to kind of give them substance in the captions. So what I'm doing is I'm almost repeating a little bit of what's in the post. So let's say, for example, I have a carousel post. I have my hook on the first slide and I have my content throughout the rest of it and my call to action at the end. I'm repeating that same thing in my caption, but maybe just changing it up slightly, maybe giving them a little extra detail, a little bonus tip, a little like something to incentivize them to actually go and read the caption. And now what I'm doing, because Instagram is saying that like they're using Instagram SEO as a way of to figure out who to show your content to, you want to be incorporating keywords into your content. I mean, to your captions. And so the way that I'm doing that is like, if I'm putting up a post and that post is, here is one mistake I see people making on Instagram all the time. And it's a carousel post where I'm sharing um, a tip about, you know, how to um, make sure that your bio is optimized on Instagram. And I'm giving like three tips in the caption where I'm going to include those SEO keywords. I'm going to be including things like 
who is this really meant for? So I might say something like, you know, if you're a busy mompreneur who really wants to optimize or get the most out of your Instagram account, here's a tip. So in that, I have used a mompreneur who is my target audience, Instagram, which is kind of the topic I'm trying to teach about. And then I'm giving them the tip about, you know, how to optimize their bio. And so I'm naturally filling in these keywords so that as the little, you know, Instagram bots are scanning all the things, they're going to kind of pick up on these little keywords and go, okay, her post is meant to be shown to mompreneurs who are interested in topics like growing on Instagram. You want to get your content really in front of your ideal audience. It's using those keywords, just like you would use it on your website for SEO. Now they want us doing that in our Instagram captions as well. Slightly different, but in the same token, hashtags on Instagram, a thing of the past or something people should still focus on? I think they're still relevant. I think how we use them has been changed a little bit. I think in the past, people were using them as a way to like find content that was within their, you know, that hashtag. And I I do think that still is how some people are using it. You can still follow hashtags and see content people are posting using those hashtags. For me, I look at hashtags again more as an SEO feature. It's like me helping Instagram index my content. And so I'm very specific in using hashtags that are specific to my ideal audience. So for example, if I post a reel, um, I did one the other day and it was using um, an audio clip from the show, The Office. And I could have easily tagged it as hashtag like The Office TV show or Office whatever. And I was like, but that is not really who my audience is. And so I was more specific on the content, like what was the the caption about? What was the whole like context of the reel and using hashtags that related to that? So it's not about like, how can I use a hashtag to get my content more seen, more widely viewed? It's about how can I use the content? I mean, how can I use a hashtag so that Instagram knows who to show my content to and how to index my content for me. Great. So this is I'm jumping to a different topic for a second here, but what are your thoughts on taking people off platform? Now, I say this because you mentioned, you know, your podcast being partial of of a driver for your content and I've talked to a lot of podcasters before. In some ways, the idea of saying like here's the audiogram, please go listen to my episode is kind of silly because for the most part, people are not jumping ship from a social media platform to then leave and listen to a podcast player unless they are like hardcore podcasters, right? But it's like, you're not going to convince someone new to be a podcast listener. I think it is very important to be sharing your blog content, your show notes, your case studies, lead magnets, all of these things that are taking people off platform. And we all know that when it comes to social media, the platforms really want to prioritize on platform content. So any suggestions on how to be successful when you do actually need to use the socialness of social media to drive people off of the platform? Well, I think the first thing is to use it sparingly. If you are posting every single day saying like, hey, go look at this, go check this out, go click on this, it becomes white noise. And I know that this was an issue when Instagram rolled out the feature of everybody having the link sticker for um, stories, which I am, I love. That's one of my like most favorite features they've rolled out out of like the hundreds they've done in the last year or two. But when it first came out, everybody kind of went overboard on this idea of like putting a link in their stories and sending it off to other places. And they realized really quickly that that's not really how businesses are grown. It is 
if you're posted, for example, my podcast comes out every Wednesday. So yeah, every Wednesday I put an audiogram on my stories, but it's not meant for the purpose of like, Hey, go click this link and go listen to the episode. Some people do, and that's fine. It's more of a reminder to my current audience of like, Hey, don't forget that there's a new episode out this week. When you have time, go check it out. It's kind of like keeping my, my podcast front of mind. And it's sharing little breadcrumbs throughout the week. That's why like, I don't just post about it on the day it goes live. I will post about it on Wednesday and then I'll post about it again on Friday. And I'll be like, hey, don't forget like this week, for example, my podcast this week, I had interviewed a girl talking about passive income ideas. So on Friday, I'll go in and I'll post and I'll say, um, okay, this is an extra little tidbit that came from the episode this week. Make sure you go check it out. The link's in the bio or here's the link if it's in the stories or whatever but I'm using it very sparingly. I'm not going in there every single day and pointing them someplace else. I also kind of reserve it like the link in my bio. So if I'm posting to my feed, I'm directing people back to the link in bio kind of thing. I'm also doing that in a way where I'm like only kind of reserving it for when I have something that I'm launching or something that I'm like really wanting to promote. Again, it's you want it to be like a special occasion. Like people are like, oh, she's pointing me back to her link in bio. Like she never does this. I will say a little side note that I've started doing that's super helpful too. And it does help keep people kind of in platform, but it gives them a way to easily go back to these things is I've started using DM automations. So I use mini chat. So what I'll do now is if I say, okay, for example, I have a lead magnet that's an email marketing starter kit. Um, I will create a post or a reel and I will say like teaching something about email marketing and I'll say comment below with the word email and I'll send you a link to my email marketing starter kit. So what they can do is they can comment it. It goes to their inbox. It automatically fills it in. They don't have to click that link right then. They don't have to be, they can keep scrolling through reels. They can keep scrolling through their feed and that link is there in their, in their inbox and their DMs for them to come back to when they're ready to click on it. Um, and it even has a whole like little follow-up series, the whole thing. So that's another way that I'm kind of pointing people outside the platform without making them make a choice right then and there, whether to stay or leave. It's like, Hey, kind of bookmark this. It'll be in your DMs. So that if you want to go find it later, or you want to go listen to the episode later, or you want to go download my free guide later, it's going to be in your inbox. Easy for you to find easy for you to have like a reminder to go do that. Yeah, that's super smart because one, as someone who has ADHD, I don't remember half of the stuff that I do on social media. And I want to, guys, like I really do want to remember what I'm doing sometimes. But if I want something as a consumer, I love the idea of sending it into your messages. So that way, when Aaron's brain has the mental capacity to go back and follow through, I know where to find it. Because having to track through social to find a link is is going to mean it's not happening. Two tiny questions for you. We are recording everyone prior to 2023, but we're, these episodes are going to go live um, in quarter one. So do you have any predictions on what people can either expect from Instagram or what Instagram might be like showing us is going to be important in the year 2023? So my prediction is that Instagram has spent 2022 going through an identity crisis and kind of figuring out like, who are we and what are we actually doing here? Because they had the big like push of everything is video, video content, reels, the whole thing. There was a lot of pushback from the audience saying, no, we want to still see photos. So I think we're going to see a little bit of a leveling out of the of 
Instagram where they're going to be like, okay, we're settling into our identity now. They're going to be kind of listening to what we as the consumers want. I still think they are leaning more towards the creator side of things. They want to, you know, we see this a lot. They're pushing like creator week and like showcasing creators. And so they are putting us in two categories in my mind of either you're a creator or you're a consumer. You're going to have to position yourself as one or the other. Either you are on the platform to create or you are on the platform to consume where you position yourself in those two camps is going to kind of determine how you use Instagram day to day. Um, I don't think that they have, they're not stopping anytime soon with kind of always trying to improve. So I think we'll see a lot of new features. Some will be good. Some will not be great. I I think it's going to kind of turn a corner and where a lot of us have felt very frustrated with Instagram lately. I do think that we are going to see it, you know, kind of get to a point where like, okay, things are going to be back to kind of like this new normal of like, we, okay, we like Instagram again. Um, at least I think maybe for the first half of the year, who knows, they'll probably hit summer and be like, let's just shake the whole thing up. <laughs> no, that was a good prediction though. I, I think you're on point here. I think it's been a comp- a wild year. Um, I feel like you're going to win this one. We'll check back when the episode actually does go so. live and I'll give you your gold star then. Yes. Um, okay, good. <laughs> final question. What small homework assignment would you give? So I would say start by picking one part of Instagram that you want to spend more time with. So whether that is, I want to do more Instagram stories, or maybe I want to be posting consistently in my feed, or I want to create more reels going forward, or I want to go live once a week, pick one thing and set as a goal for yourself. Say if it's Instagram stories, I want to post three times a day to my Instagram stories. Set a little reminder on your phone, create a, um, you know, a, an alarm and three times a day you post your Instagram stories until it becomes a habit. And maybe you even set a thing where it's like the first story of the day is going to be something business related. The second story is going to be something personal. The third story is going to be, you know, something a free resource or whatever, however you want to structure it, but give yourself a goal to work towards, keep it small. So like I said, I'm not asking you to go and you know do all the different neighborhoods and all the different things. Pick one, set a goal, and then give yourself like one month, 30 days to make it happen and then see how you feel, reassess and either adjust your goal or try a next minute. So it's little baby steps, you know, like don't try to go and do the whole thing at one time. Just go in and pick one and start a small little goal and then grow from there. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kendra, for your time today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk Copy to Me. If you enjoyed spending your time with me today, I would be so honored if you could subscribe to the show and leave a review. Want to continue the conversation? Head on over to Instagram and follow me at Erin Olilla. Until next time, friends.